everyone. This is Dr. Paul Kilgore. Welcome back to the Quantitative Health Podcast. I am really, really excited today. I'm so glad to have you here today because we're going to talk about a really, really important topic, something you may not have heard about before, but it was just in the news actually yesterday and the day before. And the topic actually I'm going to talk about today is something called aortic abdominal aneurysm and aortic dissection. And if you've been reading the newspaper or you saw on the internet, you may have heard that the CEO, Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan Chase, was sent to the hospital, rushed to the hospital Thursday morning this past week. And the reason he went in is that he actually had really sudden chest pain. And when he got to the hospital, doctors did some tests and they discovered that he had aortic dissection. So we're going to talk about this today, how we look for it, how we test for it, how we quantify it, how we can prevent it, and even you can find out a little bit of information about how we treat it. But before I do that, I wanted to make sure that you know how to reach me anytime, anywhere. So let me make sure that you have my phone number first. It's 1-888-406-0008. And then you can also reach me through my website. It's quantitative-health.com. Or you can email me at quant, Q-U-A-N-T, at quantitative-health.com. Quantitative is spelled Q-U-A-N-T-I-T-A-T-I-V-E. And then hyphen-health.com. So definitely check out my website, Please send me an email, let me know what you think about the podcast, and also let me know any topics or questions that you have after hearing anything on the podcast on any week. It could be today or in any future days, or even if you've listened to some of the podcasts that are archived in up on the web and you hear them and you have a question, just go ahead and let me know. I'd love to answer the question. It can also be a great topic for a future discussion here on the podcast. Okay, so let's get into it. It's March 7th today, and we're going to focus on this because this is an important topic. Believe it or not, in the United States, aortic dissection is an important health problem. Sometimes it's called the silent killer, but, you know, in medicine we have lots of silent killers. Stroke can be a silent killer, for example. The fact is is that in the United States, aortic dissection is thought to cause at least 13,000 deaths a year. 13,000 deaths a year, that's on average about 35 people every day. So today, 35 people are going to have an aortic dissection and they will die. Now, when Jamie Dimon had his aortic dissection a couple days ago, he was very lucky. First, he had access to health care. Second, he was able to get into the hospital relatively quickly. So he had it in the morning. He was getting ready for work, just a normal, regular day getting up, getting dressed, and then had sudden chest pain. And this is the way that aortic dissection can present. Now, the good news for him, for Mr. Diamond, and this is a shout-out to him if you know him or anyone working with him, please give me an email or drop me an email. Love to talk with you more about that situation so we can pass on more learning. The idea, though, is that when you have chest pain, do not ignore it. When you have sudden chest pain, and it's tearing and very, very sharp, like someone stabbing you in the chest or through your back, make sure that you get to an emergency room as soon as possible. One of the reasons why people die with aortic dissection 
is that the aortic dissection actually is a separation of the wall of the aorta. And I'll get into the anatomy in just a second. But the bottom line is that when aortic dissection begins, there can already be progression before you have symptoms. And then as the pain progresses, and if you ignore it, the dissection actually gets larger and larger and larger until the point where the blood actually, because the aorta is a huge artery, the blood is pushing into the wall of the aorta. And as the aorta wall gets pressure, it will finally blow out. And that's why people die. They lose blood pressure and they go into acute uh, cardiac failure. And uh, it's very, very hard to resuscitate people from that because the blood loss is huge and it is very, very dramatic. So aortic dissection is really uh, coming in a couple phases. And one of the reasons why we talk about aortic dissection and aortic aneurysms in the same breath is that sometimes they can actually go together. And I'll explain. The aorta in your body is the most important artery. It carries blood away from the heart, and it's very important because it actually contains the majority of the blood that's coming out of the heart, and it actually diverts it through the aorta, uh, down into your legs, into your abdomen, to different parts of the body. So the aorta is actually critical for life. If your aorta is not working, or if there's a blockage, or it blows out, you are pretty much finished. Now, one of the things I think that's interesting about aortic dissection is that we know right now that there are certain people that are at higher risk for having aortic dissection. We know right now that there are certain causes that we can actually look for. So let me tell you about a few of these that you should know about. And what I want you to do today and this coming week is talk to your relatives, your coworkers, your friends, your parents, your grandparents, if you have them, and talk with them and teach them about aortic dissection because we can actually look for this in a screening tool. And I'll talk about that in just a second. Now, the risk factors for aortic dissection are actually not that numerous. So one of the things, of course, you should know about is high blood pressure is a major risk factor for aortic dissection. It's also important to know that other syndromes that we can inherit, something called Marfan syndrome, it's relatively rare, but it has been found that people with Marfan syndrome are more at risk for having aortic dissection. There are also known risk factors such as smoking. Cigarette smoking is known to be associated with higher rates of abdominal aortic aneurysms and aortic dissection. Very important. So two things you can do immediately to reduce your risk of an aortic dissection. Number one, make sure your blood pressure is under control, period. If you're not sure it's under control, get into your doctor, go to a clinic, make sure you get that blood pressure measured, and then check to see if you should be on any medication to control the blood pressure. Of course, there's other things you can do to reduce blood pressure we've talked about. So diet is big, exercise is big, stress reduction techniques are big, all play into that control of high blood pressure, hypertension. Now, one of the things to know about aortic dissection is that it can actually manifest as severe chest pain, back pain, even vomiting. And one of the things that's interesting about aortic dissection is that when a patient with aortic dissection comes into the emergency department and the doctors and the nurses all see this patient, 
it can actually be confusing diagnostically to know what's happening with the patient. So almost immediately, someone in that setting would get an EKG. That's an ECG, electrocardiogram. That's going to give us a rhythm. It's going to tell us what's happening with the heart, if it's under stress or not. It's going to tell us if there's an arrhythmia, an abnormal rhythm. So that's going to be informative. They may do a chest x-ray. That can actually be helpful to know if there's even any blood leakage at that point. Other things that can be done include an echocardiogram of the heart. The echocardiogram tells us how the valves of the heart are moving. It tells us how the wall is moving in the heart. And it may also be able to tell if there's any stretching of the aorta in the upper part near the heart. Now, complications of aortic dissection can occur. One of which is when you have blood going into the wall of the aorta, that immediately means it's actually not going where it should be going, for example, to your gut, to your abdomen. So those blood vessels carry the blood to your digestive tract to help oxygenate the digestive tract. If you cut off the blood supply to your digestive tract, that means that your digestive tract will actually uh, have a lack of oxygen. It will die eventually if it's restricted from blood flow. The other thing I wanted you to know is that when we look at aortic dissection, when we look at abdominal aortic aneurysms, it's important to know that because men are at higher risk for this condition, that's a fact, men are at higher risk for aortic dissection, especially people in the older age group in their 60s and 70s, we know to look in this population for this condition. So if you're a primary care doctor and or you have a cardiologist, you're going to be immediately thinking in the back of your mind, okay, is this patient at risk for an aortic dissection or an aortic abdominal aneurysm? Before I go on, I should tell you what an abdominal aortic aneurysm is and how it's different from aortic dissection. The abdominal aortic aneurysm is a bulging out of the wall. The wall of your aorta becomes weak with increased blood pressure over time, over years and years and years, that wall of the aorta actually gets weakened because it's, it's receiving a lot of pressure over time. You can also blow it out if you have sudden increases in pressure. I'll talk about that in just a second. But when we have prolonged high blood pressure, we develop slowly an abdominal aortic aneurysm. And one year it may be a few centimeters, and then gradually it increases over time. When that aneurysm increases over time and it reaches a certain point, then we know we have to either intervene with uh, invasive surgery or other techniques. And I'll talk about the techniques in just a second. Abdominal aortic aneurysms are potentially dangerous. And one of the reasons why I wanted to mention it to you is that those same risk factors, the smoking, the high blood pressure, can really lead to an aneurysm that can be very, very dangerous. So we want to make sure we reduce any risk we have. Now, there are a couple other risk factors you should know about that have impact on the aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm. One is cocaine use, okay? It's known that when you have cocaine use, you have increased blood pressure, temporarily at least, and that can actually be a risk factor for aortic dissection. Another risk factors that are relatively uncommon causes are pregnancy. So we can see aortic dissections in pregnant women who have pressure 
in the aorta, and that eventually leads to the dissection. So that would require some intervention as well. And then also, when you have an individual, an athlete who's doing high-intensity weightlifting, turns out that when you have strenuous resistance training done, that can increase the risk of aortic dissection by increasing the blood pressure during that weightlifting activity. Okay, so if you're weightlifting, be aware that that could be a problem. The other thing I need to tell you is that when you are driving, wear your seatbelt always, 100% of the time. The reason is that when you have sudden stops and when your body's getting moved in the car during an accident, that sudden movement of your chest can actually lead to a tearing of the aorta. We can see aortic dissections in people that are in car accidents due to that traumatic injury when they don't wear a seatbelt. So very important, wear your seatbelt when you're driving always. When you're riding in the car, wear it always. Okay, thanks for doing that. Now, also, look back in your family. If your grandparents or your father or mother, anyone in your family, brother, sisters, have ever had an aortic aneurysm, or have had aortic dissection, that could mean that you could be at increased risk for it too. So talk to your relatives or look back in history and try and remember events that they experienced during their life and also make sure that you talk to them. If they're alive, ask them if they've ever had a problem. They know anyone in the family that's had a problem with their their aorta or had a surgery to repair it. You know, back in the old days, before we developed non-invasive techniques and non-invasive surgical techniques, I'll call them, we actually had to open a lot of people up to repair the aorta. We still do that for sure, but we have some other techniques I'll just mention in a minute that can actually repair the aorta. And I don't have a medical report for Mr. Diamond, Jamie Diamond, but I'm going to make a guess that there's a good chance he had uh, what we call an endovascular repair done instead of open surgery. All the reports say that the prospects for him recovering are very good, so that's great news, and I'm really happy for you, Mr. Diamond. Let me also mention that when you talk with your doctor, ask them what they think about screening for aortic aneurysms. Abdominal aortic aneurysms can be screened for, and it's in fact recommended by the U.S. Task Force for Preventive Medicine. This task force is out there to actually recommend guidelines for screening. The USPSTF, that's the United States Preventive Services Task Force, helps recommend screening tools to improve our health and prevent disease like uh, aortic dissections. One of the things that is now recommended is one-time screening for abdominal aortic aneurysm. I call it AAA, and if you talk with your doctor or you talk with any healthcare provider or doctor, just you can call it a AAA. It's a lot easier to say. Abdominal aortic aneurysm is a AAA. Medicare in the United States, and also it could be done in other countries, screening is done from age 65 to 75, particularly in men that have ever smoked. It could be done in men that have not smoked and have other risk factors like high blood pressure and other things. But for sure, any gentleman who has ever smoked, so that means they could have quit smoking or they're still a current smoker, and they're 65 to 75 years of age, then those people should be screened for abdominal aortic aneurysm. The screening is very easy to do. It's basically an ultrasound where we take a transducer across your abdomen 
and we put a little jelly on the abdomen, and then we move the transducer, the probe, over the abdomen. It's non-invasive, not painful at all, and you get basically a picture of what the aorta looks like through the screen. It's a computerized image, and then the doctors can look at it and make a determination as to what the diameter is, and even if there is a tear or, or potential tear in the wall of the aorta. So we look in the abdomen. It's very easy to do. Just takes a few minutes and you're done, but it can actually detect the abdominal aortic aneurysm early so it can be repaired and fixed before it blows out and kills people. Okay, that's very, very important. Now, we know that we can get abdominal aortic aneurysms in women, but it is more rare for sure. And currently the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force is not recommending ultrasonography or ultrasound for women who have not smoked, okay? Now, you may ask, what about women who have ever smoked? Also, it doesn't appear right now that we have enough evidence to conclude that there are enough benefits for screening. So right now, we're just waiting for more evidence, but right now we screen the men for AAAs only, all right? Now, one of the things I wanted you to know, there is enough information from that ultrasound that we get to actually tell us what we should do next. And there really are two things to know. The surgery that can be done can be an open repair. That means we go under general anesthesia. That means we open the abdomen with a large incision, large cut down the middle, and then we separate the digestive tract elements, the colon, the small intestine, move those away so we can see the aorta. When we can see the aorta, then we can see where the bulge is, we can see where the wall may be torn, and that's where we can actually put a graft in to repair the aneurysm. All right? Now, I mentioned to you also the one other type of repair. It's the endovascular aneurysm repair, or EVAR, E-V-A-R, endovascular repair. Basically, what that means is we insert a catheter through the groin, typically, and we can go up to the aorta and actually insert a graft inside the aorta. And actually this is done for water main breaks in water systems sometimes, same concept. And what we do is we put a stent inside the aorta. So it basically replaces the natural wall of the aorta with that wall of the stent. And the stent can actually be put in in more than one piece or one piece depending on the tear and the size of the aneurysm. And that stent actually serves as the new wall of your aorta, and the blood begins to flow through that once the stent is fully in place. So it's a great advancement in our techniques, our surgical techniques. It's much less invasive, and so you can imagine the recovery time should be much, much faster. So that's very, very important because when we talk about these surgeries, open abdominal surgery takes at least a few weeks to recover from. And so you can imagine that any chance that a surgeon or cardiologist would have to do endovascular repair would be taken. And I think that's a very, very important point. Now, how do we know when we need the surgery, when we need intervention? We can actually measure the diameter of the aorta with that ultrasound I mentioned to you. The normal aorta has a typical diameter of 1.7 centimeters in men. And it's a little bit small. It's about one and a half centimeters in a woman. As you know, one inch is 2.54 centimeters, right? So you can imagine that the aorta naturally is not that fat 
of an artery. We get into problems when it starts to enlarge. Now, we can find aneurysms that people have, and they're walking around happy without symptoms at all, and that can actually be fairly large. We can actually find incident, what we call incidental aneurysms. That means someone has an abdominal ultrasound done for another reason, and then we find, by the way, that they have an enlarged aorta. That can happen even up to three centimeters. People can be completely asymptomatic, and we wouldn't worry about those necessarily. We would follow up with them, maybe repeat that ultrasound in a year or two, but we would not act on an aortic aneurysm or a bulging that is three centimeters or less. When we start to get in the range of an aneurysm where the diameter is three to four centimeters, then we're definitely going to be checking that every year. We're looking for potential enlargement in what we call dilation. So we look for this bulge in the wall, and we're really interested to know if it's getting bigger over time. That's a key question. That's a very, very important clue. Once the aneurysm gets larger, and I'm talking in the range of four to four and a half centimeters, then that aneurysm needs to be checked at least every six months by ultrasound. And if you have one of these and you're being watched by your doctor, make sure you don't miss that appointment to go in and get that checked because it's very important to make sure that aneurysm is not getting bigger. Now, if it does get bigger and you actually have a diameter of your aorta that is greater than four and a half centimeters, then that's where we act. That's typically when the surgeon or other interventionist would go in and actually do a repair. They could wait a little bit longer for it to get larger, but you don't really know when things are going to burst open, when it's going to bust open, blow out, and then you lose all that blood. And those patients typically don't do well. So I mentioned Jamie Dimon in the aortic dissection. So most of the time, people will die with that. Not so many actually survive. So Mr. Diamond is very, very lucky. We know that we can actually screen for the aneurysms. We may not be able to find a dissection, but we can always look out for that too at the same time we do the ultrasound. Again, if you have chest pain, if you have any of the symptoms that I've mentioned to you uh, that are consistent with the aortic dissection, you've got to get in the hospital immediately because it will expand. It never gets smaller. It never goes away. It never cures itself. It can only be treated through an intervention. Okay, very, very important. That's the message for today. Aortic dissection happens to a lot of people in the United States. It kills very quickly, and it needs to be treated immediately. Abdominal aortic aneurysm can be screened We know we can actually reduce our risk by quitting smoking, by controlling our hypertension, controlling our blood pressure, making sure we get exercise to reduce that blood pressure if needed, plus medicine if needed. Reduce salt, change your diet also is another good intervention to reduce your risk of that aneurysm. And make sure that you tell your friends and family, your relatives, your grandfathers, grandmothers, parents, about this condition because it can be very serious and we can save some lives this year by passing the word about these two conditions. So today, aortic dissection, abdominal aortic aneurysm, two very important things. Now you know about them. We know you can prevent them. And don't forget, always keep your diabetes under control because we know that this can actually contribute to risk and control your cholesterol. These things are very important as well to make sure 
that we can protect ourselves from aortic dissection and abdominal aortic aneurysm. I really appreciate you being here today. As always, you can call me anytime, 1-888-406-0008, or drop by my website, quantitative-health.com, or email to me anytime, quant, Q-U-A-N-T, at quantitative-health.com. Thanks so much. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Quantitative Health Podcast. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you.